Saturday Cafe at trevshed.net. This is the North-South Divide. The North-South Divide with Trev. He's got no idea when he last ovulated. And James. He dresses to the left. Hello and welcome to the fifth North-South Divide, The Reckoning. We are getting more and more popular with each episode and this means we're acquiring new listeners all of the time. Yes, that's right, James. Because of that, there may be some confusion and resentment. And that's just for us two. Yes. So with that in mind, we have two things to say. First, hello to all of our new listeners. Hello you, especially you, young lady. James, this podcast isn't an excuse to chat up women, you know. It isn't? But you said... Right. And on to the next point. We decided that our new listeners deserve some kind of explanation to what's going on. Well, so do I. I figured that the best way to do that would be a short induction video. That's right. Our regular listeners, by which I mean that they listen regularly, it is in no way to be taken as a comment on their bowel movements. Anyway, they can increase their cocktail of mind-altering drugs, climb out from under the sideboard, and shuffle on to the next sketch, which is very funny and has a joke in it. Where I make it look like Trev is some kind of sexual deviant. No, it doesn't. You know nothing about selling the product, do you? Oh, I see. I'll just wait a moment to give both our regular listeners a chance to go. Right. We were going to get a professional company to produce a slick induction video, but I've worked in training and I've seen loads of these sorts of tapes and they cannot be that hard to make, so... James, you can put the money back into the kitty. Really? Okay. Oh, not again. Anyway, here we go into the induction. Get yourselves comfy... I'll just start the video. Hello and welcome to this, the North-South Divide induction video. My name is Trev, and I would like to welcome you into our magical world of comedy. I'm James. As an NSD new starter, NSD, that's what we refer to ourselves as. Round here we're so wacky, I once glued Trev's hands to his keyboard. For charity! Yes, you did, you swine. Anyway, as I was saying, as an NSD new starter, you're starting at the bottom of an organisation. <laughs> what? You said bottom. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying again, as an NSD new starter, you're starting at the bottom. <laughs> Can I carry on? <clears throat> okay, at the bottom of an organisation that is going places fast. Later we'll be having a get-to-know-you session, and yes, there is roleplay for you to look forward to. Great, I for one can't wait. Okay, here's how it all began. James and I met on a low-budget changing rooms rip-off. He decorated my 18th century mansion in leopard print. And you painted my entire house purple for some inexplicable reason. I like purple! Anyway, once the restraining order had expired, we gradually became friends and realised that we really should unleash our comedy prowess onto the world. As long as you realise that I'm carrying you. Yes, James, I realise that. Good. Fast forward to today when the North-South Divide can lay claim to literally some listeners. What a ride it's been meeting with pop stars, dining with politicians, charity benefits. What? I've not any of this. Well, no, of course not. You don't think I could drag some talentless Northern Oik along to the Ivy, do you? I do have the reputation of the North-South Divide to think of, you know. <laughs> oh, okay, I suppose. I did get to go to a pie and pea supper at the Whippet track last month anyway. See? It's not all bad. Let's move on to how you should best consume a North-South Divide. Firstly, make sure you're sat comfortably and you try to relax. This should be an enjoyable experience. Then, once you've downloaded the podcast of your choice, apply earphones to your ears. If you find that you've attached bulky speakers to your head, you're doing this step incorrectly. 
Please see the troubleshooting guide at the end of this induction. Launch a media player. Any will suffice, or you could load it onto your little personal MP3 player. Yes, but make sure you're careful when and where you use this format. There are times and places where inappropriate laughter can get you taken away. Funerals being one. And Jim Davidson concerts are another. If you find at any time that you don't find a part of this podcast funny, please get a grip and remember that comedy is subjective and open to different interpretations. Also remember that we're doing this for free. You want better quality? Send us money! Right, we hope you enjoy your NSD experience and come again. Now, onto the troubleshooting guide. The troubleshooting guide. I just said that. If you followed the steps above and you still can't hear the podcast, have you connected the headphones, turned the volume up, and... Um, Cleaned your ears out, you filthy soap dodgers? Uh, thanks for that. No problem. If you find that some of the jokes and sketches are unsatisfactory, please return this podcast to where you acquired it from. If at any point you find that some of the content isn't actually funny, please, before you email to complain, check that you are, in fact, not the world's first living sense of humour donor. That should do it. Pub? Pub! Hurrah! Down your ear holes and into your brain, this is the North-South Divide News. Jingle. Uh, welcome to the uh, North-South Divide news. Our main story today is a special report on the upsurge of podcasting in the northeast of England with Kimberley Penge. The northeast of England, or Geordie Land as it's affectionately known by its residents, has undergone a post-industrial revolution. Reports by local business watchdogs have revealed that the days of slogging away in a dark, sweaty environment are long over, replaced by the tidy comfort of a podcasting chair. I'm standing here at uh, the gates of R. Finished? Yeah. The northeast of England, or Geordie Land as it's affectionately known by its residents, has recently undergone something of a post-industrial revolution. Reports by local business watchdogs have revealed that the days of slogging away in a dark, sweaty environment are long over, replaced by the tidy comfort of a podcasting chair. I'm standing here at the gates of what used to be a cold, dark recording studio that's lain empty for months since the owners moved on to the digital age. With the uptake of MP3 players, PCs and cheap microphones and hairy Americans with a business plan, almost everyone in the northeastern entertainment industry has turned to podcasting to make a living. Here's a short snippet of just one of many show pods, as they're known. Hello there. Hello. I'm a man from the North East. I like watching Newcastle United on the television, drinking Newcastle Brown and kicking my dog. This, along with over two other podcasts, are available to be heard at literally dozens of phone boxes across Humberside through an arrangement with Hull's very own Kingston Telecom. And the public have queued long and hard to listen to them. Could this be the start of a new era when the North East is actually a trendy place to be? Trev? Trev? Oh. She's no good with anything else. It's a complete waste of time. She shouldn't be here. She shouldn't be a journalist. Trev! Oh, uh, many traditionalists have vehemently opposed this new form of multimedia, preferring to purvey more conventional forms of entertainment to the northeastern massive. A pamphlet enclosing yesterday's local evening paper, Geordie Tonight, carried these rather contentious opinions. Mark from Newcastle wrote, That ain't working. That's the way you do it. You put a podcast on the MP3. And, as Chris from Middlesbrough put it, This ain't no technological download. This is the road to Hull. More sinister is the open letter from a Gordon of Wall's End who says, Every step you take, every move you make, I'll be watching you. 
As we draw closer to the end of 2007, it's unclear whether the podcasters or the protesters will prevail. But one thing's for sure, we don't really give a monkeys. <laughs> Meh. Since it's Christmas time and there's no need to be afraid, we're almost falling over ourselves to bring you a festive story to warm your cockles. Yes, that's right. Elves. Some don't believe they exist, others are more sceptical. But a small village in Dorset has recently hit the headlines with evidence that Santa's little helpers have popped round at the last minute to pick up the last of the presents for the good kids of the world. Yes, that's right. Employees at the Toys R Us local in Lower Piddling yesterday afternoon were surprised to see a troop of 800 tiny green-clad figures dashing, dancing and indeed prancing around the recently replenished shelves of their toy shop. This was shortly after they returned from their Christmas lunch celebrations at Johnny's Magical House of Mushrooms on the Industrial Estate, just round the corner from the bus depot. You know, two doors down from that place where you can get the dodgy MOTs, you know. Eh? Yes, that's right. After a frenzied 45-minute shopping spree during which the shop workers could only stand, stare and giggle like idiots, every hour was emptied of toys, except for the good cook, bad cook, do-it-yourself food poisoning kits, which were already empty, since it had sold out weeks before. Within moments of collecting the booty, the elves had run out of the door as quickly as they'd arrived, except this time they were pushing trolleys full of plastic packaged fun. Police have carried out forensic examinations of the store and made one arrest of one of the shop workers who was found in possession of narcotics. Eyewitnesses were heard to be jeering, You shouldn't have asked for a doggy bag, you spanner! Yes, that's right. So now you know how Father Christmas gets hold of all his presents for the good boys and girls. Corporate theft. I think there's a lesson for us all there. Merry Christmas. Eh? Yes, that's right. The North-South Divide. Think of all those children who won't have a present this Christmas. Sickening, isn't it? That's why the North-South Divide has joined up with a team of crack burglars to reappropriate presents from well-off families and give them to the poorer, needier children. Their own. A bit like Santa, but in reverse. Imagine their faces they get up on Christmas morning and find the front door kicked in. All of the presents and the TV gone, feces smeared on the wall and rude words written on the mirrors in lipstick. A Christmas they'll never forget. Made possible by the North-South Divide. Too often at this time of year, I find myself having to listen to woeful performances of carols and festive tunes while the audience to whom they're subjecting this noise just nods and smiles and even claps them once they've stopped. But I have a plan that could change all that. What better way to get an honest, frank reaction to these crimes against music than by kidnapping Simon Cowell and making him listen to them? And so I bring you... First up, drag a ragtag bunch of reluctant school kids up to the front of a school hall for some enforced carol singing and see what the badly trousered critic has to say. I've got to be honest with you, it's possibly the most inappropriate song in the world for you to sing that. Because it was completely and utterly lifeless. The X First Factor. Who invented the idea, right, we're going to get the Queen out on a Sunday morning and walk around with a flag for a bit? 
and we're going to call it Trooping the Colour. It's all a bit rubbish, though, isn't it? All those sort of things. The poor Queen has to sit there through some dullard waving flags <laughs> that are going, We love the Queen! <laughs> Quick, get the trumpets out! <laughs> Otherwise, they'd have nothing better to do. I've always wondered about when they've been a lot of the brass instruments, though, anyway, because I mean, a brass instrument, when played properly, is a thing of beauty. I will not oh, argue yes. that. Absolutely. But when played by most people, it sounds like a duck farting, <laughs> which is not a good sound. Exactly, let's be honest. yeah. Times at which brass instruments are acceptable. One, Christmas time played outside Marks and Spencers. Yes. Two, during royal ceremonies. Yes. Three, when your mind gets shut down. I mean, apart from that, you're screwed. Your mind gets... Oh, I see what you mean, the brass band sort of... Yeah, Absolutely. Okay, We've yeah. got nothing else to do yeah. once we blow into a trumpet. <laughs> Obviously. It's either that or the crap cocaine <laughs> yeah, again. Exactly. <laughs> I either become a drug dealer or I play the trumpet in a brass band. Oh, decisions, decisions. Women don't have these issues. <laughs> well, actually, they do have these issues. They just don't play the trumpet. Yeah, they play the French horn. I want to be a French horn star. <laughs> <laughs> French horn movies. That gives me the raging French horn. <laughs> well, how the hell did we get to it from there? I'm sorry about that. I think it's keyboards that started me with it. So many keyboards have brass sounds on that sound nothing like what they're supposed Absolutely, to sound like. Yes. They're, just, they're just annoying me. It's like accordions as well. I've always wanted to release the greatest hits of Celine Dion played on the trombone. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest hits of Celine Dion. It'd be one, one track, surely. <laughs> That's actually a good idea. We could do that with some other people as well, couldn't we? Yes. <laughs> the Pet Shop Boys on the ukulele. Ding, 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 ding. Nice, mate. What's some money? Ding, 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 ding. West End girl. Ding, 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 ding. Turned out nice again. <laughs> yeah. Hello. It's a pleasure once again to welcome Zarg the Alien to our programme. So, Zarg, how are you finding your time here? Fine, thanks. I've been hanging with my homies. It's been real. What? Why are you talking like that? Sorry, I thought you all talked like that. Do you like my Burberry baseball cap and Adidas trainers? Since when did you decide to become Chav the Alien? Is this a rebranding exercise? We're all wearing this on Milton Keynes 5 now, you know. It's officially your planet's biggest export. Oh, good grief. You mean that we are now known the galaxy over as the planet that makes Chav clothes? You say that like it's a bad thing. Um, in it. You haven't got the hang of the slang yet, have you? Me is bitching, or something. Uh, wait a minute, let me just check my Chav to English Dictionary. That's an Argos catalogue. Yes, this is the Chav wannabe's invaluable research tool. Look, rings that say, Mum, how Chav is that? You do have a point. So, why did you ask to come on the show again? Not that you're not welcome, of course. It's just that we only just got rid of the smell from last time. Charming, you wouldn't say to Robbie Williams, would you? Uh, probably, if he smelt as bad as you did. It's just racism, that. Pure racism. It's actually speciesism, if we're going to be correct. Oh, now, showing your cultural supremacy, are we, by being a better master of the English language than a non-native speaker? Typical of white middle-class males using your better chances in the education system to keep us down, but we will rise against you and topple the status quo. No status quo jokes. We did one before and got complaints. Really? Really. Only one, but it ran to 100 pages. Mind you, it was three words repeated over and over again. Now, you see, you've made a status quo joke. I did, didn't I? Well, anyway, the reason that I came in again was to publicise my book. Oh, a book? I didn't know. Is it a guidebook to the galaxy for humans? Nope. Uh, An interstellar cookbook, then? They are doing so well this Christmas. Nope. Um, A humorous oblique look at human life from an alien's perspective? Nope. It's my autobiography of my time here on Earth. But you've only been here six months. What can you have done in that time that could warrant you writing a book? Well, there's that. Look, there, there's a photo, too. Ooh! How did you get that stuck on there? 
More to the point, how did you get it off? Three firemen a crowbar and a vat of olive oil. It chafed for days and I couldn't walk straight. But, but what makes you think that writing an autobiography was a good idea? Well, Billy Piper's written one, Britney Spears, Jordan and Charlotte Church. All vacuous nobodies are far too young to have lived a life worthy of a book, but did that stop them? No, that's the British way. Uh, Zarg, mate, Britney's American. True, I will give you that, but they are all talented. How can you use the word talented and Jordan in the same sentence without a euphemism to breasts? Ah, but there you go. They are all attractive individuals. I'm attractive. To whom? There might be a few McDonald's staff that wouldn't mind to cop a feel of one of your tentacles around the back of the drive-thru, but other than that, ooh! off my 14th wife fancies me. That's why I wrote this book. For the love of your wife? Oh, that's a lovely thing. No, no, no. I'm divorcing my other 13 wives and it comes expensive, mate. 13? Unlucky for some. Your new wife is called Smirnoff. Well, it's not a real name, I admit. That's totally unpronounceable in your language, so we decided to give her a name with class and distinction. And you chose Smirnoff as a name of class and distinction. Yep, beautiful, isn't it? Gonna call my next wife Diamond White. You've been spending far too much time with chavs. Uh, That's all we have time for, I'm afraid, so thank you once again to Zarg the Alien. Oh, Dad, won't you buy me a PlayStation 3? My friends have 360s. DS's and Wii's We're cutting my homework And now it's time for tea So Dad, won't you buy me A Playstation 3 The North-South Divide It wears the trousers in this house Hello, this is James And I'm reporting from the kitchen of one of the greatest And indeed most famous chefs in Britain Gideon Horner Hello and welcome to my restaurant Thank you, it's an honour for us to be here. Not at all, it's my pleasure. No, I meant it was an honour for you, having the North-South Divide here. Mm. So, uh, what are you making? Well, as it's Christmas time, we're contemporising a traditional festive menu. It smells divine, what is that? Don't f***ing touch that! What was that? What was what? You haven't told me yet. It's the beat, what was it? Oh, oh, that's for when you swear. You know this is a family show, we don't want to offend anybody. But I didn't swear. I think our bleeper knows better, don't you? So, uh, what is that over there? That's a roast goose with sage and onion stuffing. What? I said stuffing! That isn't swearing! Okay, maybe the filter's set a little low. Hang on a minute. Ah, right, let's try again. Hang on, I'll test it. Bums! No, that's fine. Carry on. Well... Well, there's no need for that. I apologise to our listeners. Now back to the North-South Divide. Welcome to this, the first in what I hope will become a regular feature. Theatre workshop. Some hope. Thank you. No negativity in the performance space, please. Only support and respect. Oh, good grief. I thought that this would be a chance to share some of my knowledge of the theatre and performing to give something back to the art that I love. I'm going to be sick. Right. First, some warm-up exercises. We only need to warm up our mouths for today's exercises. I'd say that yours was already full enough of hot air. So pretend that you're chewing a piece of gum the size of a tennis ball and move it around your mouth. Why? Sorry? Why would I be chewing a piece of gum the size of a tennis ball? My gob isn't as big as yours. To warm up. Come on, Mr. Negative, give it a try. Make some noise, too. What is the point of this? This is stupid. What what do you mean? Why are you talking like that? Have you had a stroke? Sorry, I I have to finish properly. 
I'll just take the gum out. Don't stick it on the table. It's not real, James. Just checking that you knew that, sheesh. All right, then. Let's move on to the point of this workshop. Improvisation. Improvisation is probably most well-known for the comedians that use it. But this isn't true improvisation. Why isn't it true improvisation? Is it because it makes people laugh, hmm? Well... Typical theatre type. Comedy is always a less well-regarded art. But it's not real art, is it? Shakespeare had jokes in his plays. Yes, agreed. But they weren't actually very funny, though, were they? Hmm, fair point. You are very touchy about this. Let's do a breathing exercise to calm you down. Carry on like this, pal, and my exercise will result in you not breathing again. Okay, let's, let's move on. Improvisation, or improv, as we call it in the business, is a very useful tool to help improve the actor's craft. It can be used for so-called hot-seating, character development, or sometimes just for fun. Fun? Fun? You call talking nonsense to each other fun? Yes. Now that explains a lot. The main thing in improv is to support each other. Comedy improv relies on the performer being selfish and going for the laughs. No danger of that here. For the first exercise, imagine that I work in a shop and that you've come in to buy something. Okay, I'll give it a go. How do we start? Pretend that you're opening the door. Oh, like this. Wow, that's imagination. Hello, sir. Can I help you? I'd like to buy a watered-down Monty Python sketch, please. Try a little harder than that, please, James. Fine. Hmm. Okay, I'm looking for some more RAM for my laptop, please. Sorry, this is the fishmongers. What? How is that supporting me? Oh, I see fishmongers, meaning that I should know my place. Very clever. Yes, mine was funnier. Part two of the X must factor, and it's the turn of the pensioners' Christmas sing-along to come under the vitriolic microscope of that cowl man. enough. I think you're probably the most disillusioned group of people we've had in this competition. And that's the truth. I think the group is horrendous. You have absolutely zero edge, no originality. I think individually you're weak. I think as a group you're even worse. Absolutely zero chance of you guys ever, ever, ever having a successful career. The X Factor. Would you like a career where you could work hours to suit your life with earnings in the region of £30,000 a year? Of course you would. Who wouldn't? If you find one, uh, you let me know, will you, please? Sir, uh, thanks. Cheers. Bye. The North-South Divide. I've been cogitating. Really? And have you seen a doctor about it? Yes, very funny. I mean that I've been thinking that catchphrase comedy is where the money is these days. We need a catchphrase. You mean something that's initially funny, but with familiarity soon becomes dull and irritating? A little like you, yes. Any ideas? Hmm. What sort of things do you have in mind? Well, Little Britain's 
I'm the only gay in the village. I'm the only funny one in the podcast. Not funny and blatantly a lie. How about the fast shows? Which was nice. Which was shit. True. <laughs> and also sweary. I like it. Catherine Tate's I'm not bothered. No, forget that. You said something funny, didn't you? Um, Titty ye not. No danger of that around here. All right. All right, the back. Ow. You deserved that. Uh, fair enough. Odd how that bloke dying in his pool ruined his career. That's not odd. That's good. How about my ass? That's not something we want to draw attention to, is it? Sheesh, I'm carrying you. That's it. What is? I'm carrying you. Hi, I'm Steve, the North-South Divide voiceover man, and I'd like to wish you a Merry Christmas for me, my girlfriend, and all the staff at Stan Foster's Mattress Superstore in Wolverhampton, with hundreds of great bargains in store. So hurry now, save pounds while stocks last, with ample free parking at the rear. Oh, sorry. Uh, Merry Christmas. Okay, okay, settle down, please. Welcome, everybody, especially our new members. Thank you for taking that big step to come and join us. Okay, right. Now we're all settled down. Welcome to Extroverts Anonymous. Okay, who'd like to go first? Me, One at a time, please. Hi there, everyone. I'm Terry, and I'm an extrovert. I hope you don't mind, but I brought a few friends with me. No, no, that's not a problem. It's great that you came along. Right, then, um, who's next? Hello, my name's Christian, and I'm... I'm sorry, I'm really going to have to open a window. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You go ahead. Hey, everyone, look at me. I'm the Extroverse Anonymous. Hello. Hello, you over there. So, uh, are you ready for your driving test, sir? Yes, although I've been driving this thing for, well, it seems like forever. Ho, ho, ho. Right. Well, due to changes in the law, you now have to pass a driving test, whereas you were previously exempt. So shall we get on, Mr. Claus? Have you been a good boy this year? I do hope that you're not attempting to bribe me, Mr. Claus. This is a very serious offence under Claus. No, 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 no. I, I was just asking if, um... Never mind. Shall we, um, sh- shall we get on? Certainly. Before we set off, I just need to check your eyesight. Can you read the name badge on that ranger at the front? I'm Father Christmas. I know them all by name. Okay, can you read that gift tag on that parcel over there? It says, Merry Christmas to Charlie. Very good. Would you like to uh, start the vehicle? And set off when you're ready. It's not too fast, is it? I'm trying to keep to the limits. No, it's fine. Uh, Can you take the next left, please, Mr. Claus? Around the church fire. No problems. Hold on to your clipboard. (coughs) When I tell you to stop, I'd like you to stop the vehicle as if someone had walked out in front of you. Up here? Humor me. Stop! Oh, bugger. We've dropped some presents. Look out below! Okay, move off again when you're ready. I'm looking all around, you know. You're not going to get me on observations. Can I put the radio on? I'd relax more if I could have some nice Christmas tunes. Uh, sorry, no, we have to be able to hear each other. Oh, okay. So, um, how am I doing? Well, I'm afraid to tell you that you've been unsuccessful on this occasion. Unsuccessful? I'm Santa Claus. Without a license, how are the children going to get their presents? Don't try and make me feel sorry for you. I've had enough of this. Get out of my sleigh, you horrid little man! Ah! Now I've been a naughty boy. Ho, ho, ho! 
A Merry Christmas from the North-South Divide! We're back with the Xmas Factor, and this last one is the classic Christmas party entertainment. Let's see how a crooning couple get on when faced with the most unpleasant man in pop. Sleeping aid. I've never heard anything more boring in my life. I mean, seriously, come off it. <laughs> what was that? The X vs Factor. So, have you uh, been to any nativity plays yet this year? I have actually, yes. I went to my uh, daughter's nativity play yesterday. Well, it wasn't as such a nativity play because what they've done is they've done a. They've done a it's a very hard word to say, isn't it? You think it's a good, yes. an easier word to say, wouldn't you? Nativity is a really hard word to say, Trev. It's almost got four syllables in it. I'm picking up sarcasm here. (laughs) No, 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 not at all. Maybe it is for a northerner. Right. Oh. (laughs) What was I saying? Yes. My my daughter's nativity play wasn't as such a nativity play because what they've done is they've taken the nativity out of it. The best way to describe it is they got the older children to play teachers and Ofsted inspectors. (laughs) Ofsted inspectors. Ofsted inspectors. I'll explain that in a moment. And obviously the older children pretend to be teachers getting the younger children to do the nativity play. So there'd be a scene with the older children going, oh no, we can't get it done. Well, actually, no, it was more kind of, oh no, we can't get it done. <laughs> because obviously kids, kids can't act, let's be honest. No, absolutely they can't. I mean, they can't even sing. I mean, surely part of it is singing Little Donkey out of tune. Yeah, but they didn't sing Little Donkey. No! They had all their own songs written specially, special songs <laughs> written. But the best bit was that all the music was general midi. That general midi loveliness that you just can't get anywhere else. Oh. Exactly. Somebody just opened up a web page and yeah. started playing with it. We'll use that! Exactly. It was just like that. Ding, 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 ding. It's awful. Shocking. So they didn't have a pianist. That, that sort of woman who's not normally allowed in the school who comes in and bashes out the tunes on the piano, regardless of whether the children are singing All or pre-recorded. not. All pre-recorded. All pre-recorded so the children could yawp along. To in gay abandon or straight abandon, depending on their preferences, um, and they just stand there and shout as they always do. There was, of course, the fat kid scratching himself halfway through because <laughs> there always is, isn't there? There's always a fat kid scratching themselves. Did they catch well, sure. that? Uh, Mark, Mark, yes, you're going to be the fat kid who's scratching himself this year. Is that okay? Yeah, I need you over there and you over there to be constantly waving at your parents the whole way through the play, please. And David, picking your nose was excellent. We're going to keep it in. <laughs> Uh, we, we need one of you to be uh, having trouble with your trousers uh, at some <laughs> stage during the during the course of it. <laughs> and there's one of you got to be scratching like you've got fleas. It is, of course, a council state, so that is perfectly acceptable. We will make it onto you've been framed somehow. <laughs> it's truly shocking, and the, the shouting kids I mean, saying lines is just awful. I'm, I'm firmly of the belief, as far as the you've been framed thing goes, you know how they stopped allowing parents to, to video the events now? They've said no video cameras, you know, there might be some paedophile who likes to see a 
small child dressed up as a cow. I don't know. Um, donkey it's that. not because of that. It's not actually because of you've been framed. It's because they know that school plays are going to end up on YouTube, which is frankly going to ruin the internet. <laughs> Nativity plays all over the over YouTube. Oh, oh no. no. I hadn't thought of that. Google goes out of business. I to want to see Britney book. Spears naked. I've got Nativity plays. What's going on? <laughs> How the hell did we get from five-year-old children doing Nativity plays to Britney Spears? how things have changed but they did sort of nativity bits and pieces just little bits and pieces and the shouting kids and the bawling parents and of course there was several additional children in the audience you know younger children brothers and sisters who keep shouting and bawling all the way through heckling yeah, exactly <laughs> heckling <laughs> as two and a half year olds do <laughs> i want to die <laughs> and clapping pointless moments and just <laughs> yeah that's very good now shut up charming little children and uh, at the end, and this is the best bit, the Ofsted inspectors at the end of the pretend play came back and went, excellent, and I don't know if you've seen the news, but our school came in the top 50 schools in Britain. Oh my goodness. And we're all like, what? Apparently, this is what it was all about. It's basically them slapping themselves on the back because they're number 48 or something, which, yeah, don't get me wrong, is an achievement. I'm not knocking that. And it's all down to you, baby Jesus, who's made out of toilet rolls. We're having a little party, seeing it's Christmas and the last North-South divide of the year. Yes, <laughs> yes it is. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy 2007. Back in the morning, I have to chase the secretary around the mistletoe. We don't have any mistletoe. <laughs> or a secretary come to that. This episode was written, recorded and produced by Trevor Ship and James Hart. Trev, Trev, the next line's yours. I'll do it then, shall I? Voice acting was by James Hart, Trevor Ship, Beth and Christopher Hart. Catering was by Nora's Nosh. Additional sketch ideas were by Beth Hart and Gemma Wilson. Trev! What? Oh, that was my best shirt. Oh, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll get it washed. Let, let me have it. Give me here! Get off! Don't be shy! Get, get, get off! Oh. What have you been drinking? This smells like furniture polish. Potpourri toilet cleaner, actually. Why? It's cheap, but it does the job. Uh, like you, then. You are disgusting, you know that. I tried, but I got a slap for my trouble. I'd just like to point out that the North-South Divide does not advise you to drink toilet cleaner. But if you are going to drink toilet cleaner, Asda's own brand is a good place to start for the more discerning cleaning product enthusiast. Trev! Yes, and make sure you enjoy this NSD responsibly. And don't NSD and drive. Is that better? Uh, it, it'll do. Merry Christmas! And a Happy New Year! From the North-South North Divide! No secreties to chase, then. Sorry, no, you, you can chase me if you like. Oh, well, I suppose you're wearing your Mrs. Santa outfit. People, bra. Come here!